the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Whoa, look at that noise. Hello, everybody. Dennis Prager with you. I hope you had a good weekend. The world is not having good weekends. The country is having a troubled time. It's really amazing. When you think about it, there's no reason. There really is no good reason. See, that when the Depression occurred, there was, so to speak, good reason. Something happened to the economic system. It was a terrible downturn. It had to be addressed. People suffered, obviously, although interestingly, there is a greater suicide rate today than there was during the Depression. All of these things are are human-manufactured. And there, it could have been a time of peace it could have been a time of prosperity, and that uh, bothers a lot of people. There are a lot of bad actors on earth. After after October 7th, get, I mean, not that you need it, October 7th, of course. If you still think people are basically good, that human nature is basically good, it's a living proof that people believe what they want to believe. So you have you have all of this and it is just it it bothers people when a lot of people are are bothered by calm the Palestinians for example the a, a major reason for the atrocities of October 7th was that a calm would have prevailed over the Middle East Saudi Arabia was about to have relations with Israel. There, it was about to be more calm. But Iran doesn't want that. Iran wants Israel destroyed. People, people don't take this seriously. There's, I've been talking about this all of my life. There is no other exterminationist hatred in the world. Name me a, name me a country, let alone countries, that are devoted to the annihilation of another country. And it has nothing to do with land, etc. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. It's not about land. It is about any existence of a Jewish state, period. I give the example regularly of Pakistan, founded the same year Israel was. Far, far more refugees, far, far more death, more rapes, more murders, 
train sent of Hindus, dead Hindus back into India and dead Muslims into Pakistan. Pakistan never existed. Israel existed 3,000 to 2,500 years ago and 2,000 years ago, and Jews have been living there ever since. There was no Pakistan. It was founded from blood. There was no Bangladesh. Founded out of blood. Massive bloodshed. That was Muslim Muslim, by the way. So, there's no... Why why is Pakistan legal? Why is its status accepted, but little Israel isn't? Russia invades Ukraine. There was too much calm there. The United States of America, prosperous and free, and the left just wants to bring it down. At the at the Metropolitan Opera, did you read about that? The Metropolitan Opera? Giant disturbances right in the middle of the opera on behalf of combating global warming. The arrogance of the left is astonishing. Do you think that pro-life people are any less committed to the sanctity of human life in the womb than global warming advocates or opponents, if you will, are to combating carbon emissions? Why don't they stop operas? Why is it always the left and their allies who have the arrogance to do this, stop traffic on bridges, scream in the middle of operas? The answer in part is they are gods. Exactly what the serpent said to Adam and Eve. Whether you take it literally or not is of no significance, but that is the story of humanity, of the the evil that is done by people who want to be gods. And what are gods? Those who determine right and wrong, not God. They determine it. I am against global warming. I can therefore disrupt the opera. I can therefore smear or even ruin a painting in a museum and glue myself to the wall. By the way, do they ever think that it works? Do people say, oh, I didn't think about that before. Now I get it. I'm going to oppose carbon emissions because this spoiled brat uh, decided to glue herself to a museum wall. Why didn't I realize it before that? Oh, now I will combat carbon emissions because these punks disrupted the opera. I came to get away from life's difficulties and enjoy some of the greatest music ever written by human beings to bring some joy to human beings in a difficult world. But no, why would I do that? This is... This could have been a golden age, more people out of poverty than any time in human history, and of course, thanks to the two things, two of the things that the left hates, capitalism and fossil fuel. Those are what made billions on earth 
enabled them to rise from abject poverty. But the left doesn't care if you rise from abject poverty. They care if you use plastic straws. How's the battle on plastic straws going, by the way? I think Starbucks is back to plastic straws from the edible paper ones. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You don't drink with a straw, so you don't know. He drinks black coffee, ladies and gentlemen. I consider that one of his virtues. Just thought I would throw that in. The rest of us compromise on coffee and have some whitener and artificial real sweetener. What's going on in Philadelphia? There is a falafel place in Philadelphia, an Israeli-Jewish-owned restaurant in downtown Philadelphia. And they're screaming, do you have the... uh, Oh, Sean, do you have the audio that I sent? It's only like eight seconds. No, you don't have it? No. You you sent it to me. Maybe give it to Sean. I'd like people to hear what they're chanting in in front of these Philadelphia. It it is amazing it happens in the United States. Combination of pro-Palestinian Muslims and pro-Palestinian leftists. Yeah, they screaming that uh, the the owners of the store are committing genocide. First, there's no genocide against the Palestinians. There are far more Palestinians today than there were when Israel was made. That is just an, an enormous lie, cheapens the word genocide. Anyone who uses it should be disqualified from normal human interaction. They have... They have bastardized the word. They have cheapened it. All the victims of genocide, every Armenian should should be protesting. Putting aside every Jew, every Armenian. Oh, so it, that's, what's ha- that's what's happened. That's what happened to the Armenians, what Israel does to the Palestinians. Oh, they, they're growing. They grew in numbers under Turkish rule during World War One. Wow. That's what it deserves. Wow. Did you, do you have the audio? Goldie, Goldie, you can hide. We charge you with genocide. When running a business, your employees can create all kinds of interesting situations, like getting complaints because someone on the team always smells horrible. You better talk to Bambi. With Bambi, get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 per month. They're available by phone, email, and real-time chat, so onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. And with Bambi's HR Autopilot, you'll automate important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. 
Go to Bambi.com right now and type in Dennis Prager under podcast when you sign up. Spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot com, Bambi dot com. Type in Dennis Prager. It's really uh, something. Well, all I could say is the uh, the fools, including well-meaning people that I know personally, who are all for bringing in vast numbers of people from the Middle East to Europe and the United States. That was a pretty stupid thing to do because, my friends, that is a, has been a tragedy for the Western world. There were some wonderful people who came, but a lot of bad, bad people because they have bad, bad values. One of those values is hatred of the West and, of course, hatred of Israel. Hatred, it's exterminationist hatred. It, it, is, it, it is almost pre-medieval. There is nothing analogous to it. 22 Arab states are not enough. We need another one from the river to the sea. Yep, that's... Uh, that is the way it, it has been, and that is the way it is. And the crime rates in Stockholm, or excuse me, in Sweden, there was virtually unheard of violent crime, rape in particular. Some people are calling Sweden the rape capital of Europe. It's overwhelmingly done by folks from the Middle East who, yes, who bring a rape-like value with them, not all by any means, but far more than native Swedes. But people thought with their emotions, and needless to say, it was led by Germany, because Germany is always wrong, and that is what they did. Angela Merkel, who closed down her nuclear plants, and now uh, Germany is bordering on economic trouble, and Germany, the German economy has been the engine of European economy, generally speaking. On a uh, domestic issue in the United States, George Santos was expelled from Congress. Five members of Congress have been expelled in the history of the United States Congress. Five. Three, because of their, uh, uh, their being in the Confederacy. Good, uh, they earned it. No question about that. And two, because they had been convicted of some serious crimes while in office. This is the first time in the history of the United States Congress that someone has been expelled without even being convicted of a crime. And when people have said to me all of my broadcast life, Tweedledee and Tweedledum or Tweedledee and Tweedledumber, as some have said about the Republican Party. What did I say when I joined it? I went from the bad party to the stupid party. But I have defended the Republicans much more than attacked them because they're the only organized political opposition to the Democrats who are working to destroy the United States as we know it. Indeed, Barack Obama acknowledged it 
In five days, we will fundamentally transform the United States of America. You don't fundamentally transform what you admire, right? And if you want to fundamentally transform your spouse, if you do, I suspect you don't particularly care for your spouse. Because you wouldn't want to fundamentally transform what you respected. Is that fair? Of course it's fair. So now the Republicans have decided to be as corrupt as the Democrats. I'm not a fan of this George Santos. That is irrelevant. This is just another example of removing a brick from the edifice known as Americans, America's institutions. The first time in history a congressman who committed, no, who, who, well, I should say not committed no crime, plenty of congressmen did. Hard to believe that Harry Reid, after whom the Las Vegas airport is now named, was not corrupt in office became a wealthy man while in the U.S. Senate, like Joe Biden as vice president and senator. But you don't get rid of a member of Congress because you don't like them or you think they did bad or you're even sure they did bad. You have to be convicted first, or you had to be at least until November of, or again, no, December of 2023. That's uh, that's bad. The, New- the Wall Street Journal wrote a beautiful uh, piece on this. The, the unprecedented thing that has been done with over 100 Republicans voting for it. What the hell was on their mind? I would like to know what is what was on their mind. We will show that we are wonderful too. That's what it is. Oh, we we don't tolerate a bad Republican. We'll join with you Democrats. So, of course, the same thing that now uh, uh, they want to do, what's it, Fetterman? Is that the guy? Pennsylvania senator. What's his name? Yeah, Fetterman. Fetterman, yeah. Yeah. Fetterman has now said, let's do that to Menendez, who's also not not been convicted of any crime. Listen, if you find gold bars in a guy's uh, freezer or refrigerator, eh, you suspect something. Okay, I agree. And that's a Democrat. So this 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 will this will not end. It's astonishing. Three were expelled when they joined the Confederacy. No other member was expelled between 1861 and 1980. Then in 1980, Democratic Representative Michael Myers was expelled after being convicted on federal bribery charges. By the way, the House Ethics Committee did not recommend that he be expelled. That is really astonishing. That's what I mean, ruining something good. My friends, I'm asking you to go online to DennisPrager.com and click on the Angel Tree Christmas banner to help make Christmas a reality for children with a mother or father in prison this holiday season. When you give today, your tax-deductible donation will combine with that of my other listeners to give 17,000 children of prisoners the joy of an Angel Tree Christmas, a special Christmas gift 
plus the Bible and a personalized note from their incarcerated parent. It's a very beautiful thing this Christian organization is doing. You don't have to be a Christian to believe it's beautiful. So please, call 888-206-2801, or go to DennisPrager.com and click on the Angel Tree banner to bless a child this Christmas. Thank you. Yes, the amazing, amazing things that are, that are happening. The Republican Party colluding and doing something that is just, it was just wrong. It was just wrong. And, the, and I know a lot of the stuff Santos lied about and everything. And the House Ethics Committee did not recommend that he be expelled. They even went against that. The Democrats devoted to fundamentally transforming the United States of America will do anything to wreck it. Uh, But the Republicans don't have to join. But they feel good. Look, you see, even though he was a Republican, we voted to expel him. That's, That's quite something. An interesting theory about the truce that has come down. This is a very interesting headline in Times of Israel, which has been pretty, uh, pretty truth-centered in its reporting in the Middle East. Truce fell apart after Hamas refused to release more female Israeli hostages. Israeli official... Now, it doesn't mean this is accurate, it's, then they don't, they don't know this to be the case, but they are reporting, this is the subhead. Israeli official says Hamas doesn't want to release remaining women because it doesn't want them speaking publicly about what they endured on October 7th and in their time in captivity. That is interesting, isn't it? Did you happen to see? Oh, you, you, of course you saw it. You sent it to me. <laughs> the temporary truce between Israel and Hamas broke down this week after the Palestinian terror group that rules Gaza refused to, refused to release 10 more female hostages and instead sought to free abductees taken on October 7th from other categories in violation of the agreement. The terms of the deal, broken by Qatar, specified that Hamas would first release all women and children being held in Gaza and Israel would agree to a pause in fighting for up to 10 days. The deal was about women and children. We believe Hamas is lying about the number of women in their possession, an Israeli official told the Times of Israel. The truce lasted seven days beginning last Friday, November 24th, with the first release of a group of hostages after some 50 days in Hamas captivity and broke down early Friday morning with the resumption of fighting. Hmm. Does, one does wonder, doesn't one? They say that the baby that they kidnapped, is that, is that a new, that, there's really no new evil on earth. The evil are very creative. But I, I've never heard of a baby taken as a captive. Have you? No. Okay. Not, not in a hundred years. 
well, not in wartime. You know, may, may, maybe uh, the gangs in. Uh, I don't even. Know, I don't even know if the gangs in Latin America do that. God, the the amount of evil in the world: Hamas, Hezbollah, Iranian regime, Putin, Chinese communist regime, the drug lords in Latin America. Every generation is a battle against evil. And in every generation, most good people fail until they get hurt directly. People do not like fighting evil. That's my theory, and I've written it very many times about the left. They don't fight real evil, so they fight make-believe evils. They're fighting systemic racism and transphobia. This is what the left is fighting. They don't fight real evil because cowardice is part of leftism. They may get hurt. So an artist will put a crucifix in a, in a jar of urine, the famous or infamous Piss Christ, which has made tours of museums. Would they ever put anything Islamic? And I don't think they should. But would they ever put something Muslim in a jar of their urine? Of course not, because they're afraid of Muslims and they're not afraid of Christians. Exactly why. Incidentally, talking about all of this, I am reminded to remind you that I am speaking tomorrow night, 6 p.m. at Columbia University. You are not allowed in unless you are a student or faculty. If your 14th cousin is attending Columbia, please have him or her come to my talk, 6 o'clock at, at Lerner Auditorium or Lerner Hall. I don't remember what term is at Columbia University tomorrow night in New York City. I'll have a report for you obviously on Wednesday. What, if anything, occurred? To say the least, it should be interesting. One eight Prager seven seven six eight seven seven two four three triple seven six. You're listening to the Dennis Prager Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. I hope you had a good weekend. It's hard to have a good weekend when the world is so awful. But you still have to try because you can't let the bad get too depressed. And I mean that. It's a victory for the bad folks, for the destroyers. That is uh, what I mentioned last hour is a new way or a better way. No, it's not a better way. It's a clarifying way of describing good versus evil, those who build versus those who destroy. And the left destroys and the Islamist world, not all Muslims, but the Islamist, that is the fundamentalist Islamic believer, uh, they, uh, they're in collusion to destroy the West, the, the greatest thing that was ever constructed in human history. That's why the, so many people want to move here and apparently, in some cases, then destroy it, like Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar. They have a special level of uh, disgrace, given that they're ingrates. I have a particular dislike for ingrates. So does God, by the way, whether you believe in God or not, but it, just the narrative in the, in the Bible God's anger at the Israelites for not being grateful for the Exodus. That's really what bugs him the most. 
is that they keep complaining. Which reminds me, you want to have a meaningful, truly meaningful, even life-changing Christmas gift is to give any of the three volumes of my Bible commentary that are out. The fourth is coming out next year. There will be five in total. If you read the reviews of the Rational Bible, that's the series name, on Amazon you will see how it has affected people, atheists, agnostics, and already religious. It's called the Rational Bible. It doesn't matter which volume you give, Genesis, Exodus, or Deuteronomy. In case you never heard of Deuteronomy, which is the fifth of the five books of Moses, just know that was the book that the founders of the United States cited more than any other book, secular or religious. Deuteronomy. So I have those three out. The Rational Bible. It's a great gift. If you get it through the Prager store, there's an autographed copy. Otherwise, you can get it through Amazon or wherever you get a book. The Rational Bible. That's a be- They're beautifully printed, gorgeously printed, by the way. I give credit to Regnery, my publisher. That's transformative. Wall Street Journal has been really, really good in its editorial pages, really good in its opinion pages. Black Lives Matter and the World's Oldest Hatred. The group's praise for Hamas's, quote, resistance, unquote, comes as no surprise to those paying attention. During the previous round of major violence between Israel and Hamas in May 2021, Black Lives Matter made its position clear. Black Lives Matter stands in solidarity with Palestinians, it tweeted. We are a movement committed to ending settler colonialism in all forms and will continue to advocate for Palestinian liberation. It's worth noting, incidentally, that this settler colonialism applies to all of Israel. They don't believe that they were just settlers. They, they called just settlers, let's say, on the West Bank. They called the people they murdered in southern Israel settlers. Every Jew in Israel is a settler colonialist worthy of death, including babies. After Hamas's October 7th attack on Israeli civilians, the same activists were just as unambiguous about which side they were taking and why. While the body count was still being tallied, BLM groups in L.A., Chicago, and Washington issued statements supporting Hamas's tactics. Quote, their resistance must not be condemned but understood as a desperate act of self-defense. Nothing like killing babies is an act of self-defense. BLM Grassroots in Los Angeles wrote on Instagram, as a radical black organization, it it sees clear parallels. We see clear parallels between black and Palestinian people. Are you aware of any of those parallels? BLM Chicago tweeted an image of a Hamas paraglider with a Palestinian flag attached to his parachute and the caption, I stand with Palestine. 
In 2016, four years before George Floyd was killed by police, BLM released an official platform that referred to Israel as an apartheid state and declared that America is, quote, complicit in the genocide taking place against the Palestinian people. So this is seven years before the current war, and they were still committing genocide to a population that is growing. That's quite an ineffective genocide, shall we say. Genocide. Now, here is worth, this was one of the reasons I'm reading this to you. In 2020, an open letter that endorsed the BLM movement appeared as a full-page ad in the New York Times. It was signed by more than 600 Jewish organizations, including the Anti-Defamation League, which exists to fight anti-Semitism. If accusing Israel of genocide isn't defamation of Jewish people, I don't know what is, the writer of this piece in the Wall Street Journal wrote. That's correct. Yet Jonathan Greenblatt, the executive director of the Anti-Defamation League, is a prominent defender of BLM. There are those who are attempting to smear this movement as inherently anti-Semitic, Mr. Greenblatt wrote in September 2020. It is not. It's hard to believe 600 Jewish organizations. Are you familiar with that ad? Are there 600 Jewish organizations? <laughs> Took out an ad supporting BLM? Oh, yeah, that I believe. That you believe? Yeah. Wow. The Anti-Defamation League? And Jonathan Greenblatt, they are a waste in Jewish life. They're a total waste. If the, uh, the Anti-Defamation League closed, no one would know it. It's worse than a waste. It's worse than a waste. It's destructive. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Because they're lefties. Left-wing Jews do as much destruction as left-wing non-Jews. There's no difference. Yeah. But, of course... The board of directors of of ADL won't fire Jonathan Greenblatt for signing this ad and for stating that BLM is not anti-Semitic. No. Probably because the board of the ADL agrees. They're, They're as big a bunch of fools as he is. Treasure the good people in your life. They're rare. People who think clearly and morally and have strength, God, guard those people. Treasure them in your life. I do. It's a major source of my strength. But I'm very lucky. Being as public a figure as I am, I get to meet the most wonderful people. If I only met Douglas Murray, I would be a, a, I would be a rich God, has he turned out to be a force for good and clarity? Good cannot exist without clarity, anyway. 1-8-Prager-776-877-243-777-6. Didn't Major League Baseball put BLM on the pitcher's mound? Did did the NFL put it in, in the end zone? 
Is there, a, is there a major institution from sports to universities not run by cowards? I'm not kidding. It's a very honest question. Remember, cowardice is built into the human condition. You, very few people are born courageous. Major League Baseball, the National Basketball Association, it, the NFL, it, it doesn't matter. Disney. It's not conviction. I think the average administrator of Major League Baseball thought that Black Lives Matter was a good... Maybe they did, actually. Maybe they did. Back in a moment. Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop at the pillow. Mike also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. These sheets look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep, which is crucial for overall health. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's latest deal is the sale of the year for a limited time. You'll receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets, marking prices down as low as $29.98, depending on the size. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcasts square, and use the promo code Prager. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow kitchen towel sets, and so much more. Call 800-761-6302 or go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Prager. This is from The Spectator. I... I don't see much reason for hope for Canada. There's still hope for the United States. We're hanging on with great damage done by the left. But Canada, under Trudeau, is just... uh, I mean, what they arrest people for, for what they say, and the... That Trudeau, remember this? Remember when the truckers went on strike? It's amazing. People have no memories. I realize that. There is such a bombardment of of news that if it happened two months ago, it's not remembered. There is no amount of bad, apparently, that a a leftist can do that is ever recalled. The the man said... Bank, to banks, don't allow these truckers access to their money. By the way, now a lot of uh, those on the left say, we, we never fired people. We never had mandates. No, not us. The teachers' unions lie because the teachers' unions are about as despicable an organization as exists in the United States of America. Teachers' unions are despicable. The damage they do to children is incalculable and to society. So they lie because truth is not a left-wing value. We were never for school closure. That's what they now say. Randy Weingarten has said that. What group is she? What, uh, NEA? National Education Association? One of the great things that a new president could do was shut down the Department of Education. The Department of Education... Since it was created, education in America has deteriorated. That is the record of the Department of Education. If you are officially an educator, I don't mean teacher, but, you know, 
got a PhD in education in an education association in a teachers union you should you should spend the rest of your life repenting anyway back to Trudeau so the spectator notes over the last decade 2014 to 2023 I wonder if you saw this the Canadian economy has grown at a proverbial snail's pace per capita GDP inching up 0.8%, less than 1% a year. That's Canada's slowest growth over a 10-year period since the 1930s in the Great Depression. (laughs) And he's popular. (laughs) Is there anything a leftist could do that would render the person or the party unpopular? Anything? I would be a much better Prime Minister of Canada than Justin Trudeau. (laughs) At least I can name all ten provinces. I've been to nine of them. I've never been to Prince Edward Island. Neither have most Canadians, so what do you say to that? Very few. It's well under a million. Yeah, it's. In, I think it's in the. I think it's in the hundred, low hundreds of thousands. Take a look. I've spoken in in nine provinces, but I never got an invitation to speak in in, in Prince Edward Island. I'm not sure there are many invitations to speak there. But if you are listening there and, and invite me, I would like to be able to say I spoke in all 10 provinces. I've spoken in 48 states. I've spoke, but I missed both Dakotas. I've been to the two Dakotas many times. Well, not many times. South Dakota many times. 175,000 people? Yeah. That, that is really, it's really something. The worst economy since the Depression in Canada... And he may be reelected, or at least his party. I'm telling you, this is, I came up with this idea today on the show that another way to define, explain good versus evil in the world is destroyers versus builders. The left only destroys. Tell me something good they have made. I'll give you a chance. Mm. It's toughy. Liberals have built. Conservatives build. Conservatives conserve what has built, been built. It's our task. And the left destroys. The Islamist, not the Islamic. The Islamist world is destroyed. That's why they love each other. They have nothing in common, theoretically, except hatred of the West and of Israel. That's key. After all, Israel is an outpost of Western civilization in the Middle East, which is so ironic. That's their admission. They loathe the West. They don't want anything Western, whether it's women's rights, human equality, tolerance, openness, dialogue, dissent. They don't want anything from the West. That is the Islamist in their Middle East. The Palestinians are chief among them. 
Not all Palestinians, for those recording my show. But it doesn't matter. Not all Germans were Nazis. Not all Russians were communists. But it didn't really matter, did it? Wall Street Journal, patriotism's decline imperils the military. Trying to appeal to woke young people will only make the recruitment problem more severe. If you want to know the proof, I didn't know this till I read a, a lot about this this weekend. The Marines are doing fine in recruitment. They don't do woke recruiting. Isn't that interesting? Did you know, folks? I didn't know this till I read this in Newsweek and the Wall Street Journal. That they they used a a, uh, a drag queen in ads yeah. to recruit people. Yeah. Do you know what a smear of the memory of the of of, of centuries of American military that is? They used a drag queen. You knew that. Yeah. Did you tell me? Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Let's hear that again. Let's hear it again. That's the man. I have the man who said that originally in Dutch, hit the head by a windmill. It's clearly not a phrase used in Uruguay. I just want to tell you, folks, in advance, you are a very lucky person to hear my guest. I tell you that in advance. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, sir. In in Holland, straight from Holland, by the way, Leon De Winter, or as yes. Americans would incorrectly say, De Winter, but yes. it is De Winter. We have had him on many times. This is uh, one of the leading writers, one of the greatest living European writers, and perhaps the most prestigious uh, Dutch writer today, both nonfiction and fiction, which is very rare, by the way. To say that I am a fan of Leon de Winter is to understate the case considerably. And, and, and I am I am a fan of yours here. Here, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, my, my rational Dennis Bible. Prager. Oh, the rational. Wow. The rational Haggadah. Was that? Because you didn't see me for a long time, but I saw you almost daily in the Bible series with Peterson. Oh, nice. I I enjoyed it so much, and I enjoyed you, especially you. It was really you did you 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 Thank were you. playful. You were playful. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yes, in fact, Jordan Peterson came over to me after an event we did together, and he said something like this: "It was very totally seriously." He goes, "You know, 
you, you're so intense about the most intense issues of life, but you're such a happy guy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it struck him as needing of an explanation. But you're like yeah. that too. You you are this happy individual with intense, I, I mean, I don't know your private life, but you radiate it, it, a joie de vivre. It, it may be a Jewish deviation. Oh, no, I wish it were. Yes? <laughs> the, the, the Jewish deviation is complaining. Not, yeah, but that's not, part not of joie it. de vivre. Heavy, oh, I see. Enjoy, okay. enjoy complaining. <laughs> okay. Oh, I Talk see. Talk to my wife. Uh, Talk to my wife. <laughs> that's great. Anyway, folks, there is so much to talk about about the Netherlands and about the Middle East, and and he is one of the great voices. I saw the interview with you uh, in the Times of Israel, and we're going to get to that. Some of your comments are sobering, to say the least. And you, you, you were in Israel until a few days before October 7th. And you only left because you were hit by a guy on one of these electric scooters while you were bicycling. Right. Yeah. So you, you had to go back to Holland for surgery. And yep. we spoke earlier, and, and happily you're recuperating, and I, I expect you'll be back to your complaining self very shortly. Oh, yeah. That's the first thing I will do. <laughs> the first thing you will do. Fair <laughs> enough. So let's talk about Holland. Holland, it is amazing how much – oh, it shouldn't say Holland. It's Netherlands. Yeah, right. You, you, Holland is a district of the Netherlands, isn't that correct? Uh, uh, we have we have twelve provinces, and two of them. One is North Holland, the other one is South Holland. Uh, but we also say Holland. You do. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Although uh, officially it's the Netherlands. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's not insulting yeah. to say Holland. No, not at all. No. Oh, okay, fine. All right. But I, I say the Netherlands because. Uh, but the name of the language is Holland. Dutch is Hollands in Dutch. Ne- uh, Hollands, Nederlands, Dutch. Both. Both are used. Okay. So let's everything. let's talk. So let's begin a, a little uh, about a year or two back. What did the Dutch government want to do to the farmers of the Netherlands? It, it will be a very surprising answer. We have no clue, Dennis. <laughs> we have no clue because it's for completely irrational. Uh-huh. Think about it. Think about it. Maybe the best, the best farmers. You have great farmers. Maybe the Dutch are even a little bit better because we have such limited space. Right. They must be extremely efficient. Productive, yeah. And productive. Um, and and why would you limit this huge output, the second exporters of whatever they do after the U.S.? Can you imagine this? I did not know country? that. Oh, I thought Ukraine was. That's fascinating. The Dutch. The Dutch. This, with this little amount of land. With this almost nothing and half of it below sea level. Wow. Behind the dikes. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Why would you limit this? There must be a master plan, but our government, our leaders were never really clear about the master plan behind all of this. Why would you tell farmers you bet you better stop with it? We'll pay, we buy your your farms, and uh, we do nothing with it, or we build houses on it on them. What's the master plan? There are some rumors, and there are even some reports 
And one of them I read, even a governmental report that say that says we should transform the Netherlands into one big urban area. And one part of it is for people to live in in high rises. Uh, they don't need cars anymore. Of course. They don't need gardens, mm -hmm. and everything should be, re be re could be reached within, let us say, fifteen minutes walk. Right. And the rest should be industrialized, uh, big box, uh, internet companies, uh, stuff like that, and we perform as the heart of this of an of an area together with the north of Belgium and the western part of Germany. And we're going to completely reorganize this part of the world. That may be because I don't have any other answer because we don't understand because all the arguments they use are complete nonsense. Still, they do this. They, uh, they well, didn't they this. didn't they give the argument based on global warming on on the. Uh, on farms being disproportionately productive of methane and carbon dioxide? Uh, yeah, not really. Uh, methane stuff, that's, yeah, because cows, they, yes, they produce yeah. a lot of air. Right. And, and that's, that's uh, those are the arguments. And at the same time, of course, it's ridiculous to, to, to minimize this. The, the, the output of our agriculture. That's what we eat. That's what's in our supermarkets. And where must it come from? Import them by, with trucks or fly them in from Spain, from wherever, as if that is completely neutral for climate and right, methane right. and whatever, whatever. In the end, we don't know. And because we don't know, and the arguments were completely superficial, they... And with they, I mean our political elites, our cultural elites. They lost surprisingly confidence of the voter, and that paid out uh, uh, one and a half week ago. Which is what I'm going to get to now, obviously. So, just name me, if you would, the parties. Oh, oh better. What, is there a major political party that opposed these plans? Um, yes, yes, they were. There, there were parties. They were, they were present as as, uh, as 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 a potential power. They didn't have that many votes yet. There was a woman called Caroline. Vanderplas, she has an Irish mother, that's why she's called, in Dutch we would say Caroline, but she's Caroline. One seat. There was another guy who left the Christian Democrats called Peter Omtzigt. One guy. And then we have, of course, the, the, the Freedom Party by uh, Geert Wilders, who was also opposed to all of this. Um, and uh, how many seats did the freedom? Very, how many seats did the Freedom Party have? Uh, at the moment, they have thirty-seven. No, not not with the new elections. Prior to the new uh, before, elections, uh, they had seventeen. So they had seven. How many seats did the ruling party have? Uh, 
And its allies. Uh, and its allies. They had, in total, before the election, they had 76. So it was overwhelmingly okay with transforming farms into urban areas. Overwhelmingly. Uh, f- for the ruling parties. Yeah, for the parties. Turning parties. Of yeah. course. They, okay, they back in a moment. This. All right. Leon, do you want anybody to know about a recent book before we take a, a commercial break? Anything to tell oh, people? For, uh, yes, I have. Uh, I just have a new novel, but it's only in Dutch. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll come back All later. We'll talk about the English ones in a moment. Leon de Vinter is my guest in Holland. Dennis Prager here with one of the wonderful people in my life, Leon de Winter, the great Dutch novelist and political commentator. We're talking about the Netherlands, and then we're going to talk about the Middle East. He was in Israel till right before the attack, and he would have been there during the attack had he not been hit while uh, while bicycling uh, in uh, in Israel, and. You were, we're talking about the Dutch parliament. So the, the, the elites in, in the Netherlands, including obviously the reigning parties, wanted to change Dutch farmland. Dutch, uh, again, folks, remember the Netherlands is the second largest exporter of food in the world behind the U.S. This I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. I knew it was big. I didn't know how big. Mm-hmm. And they want to wreck that in the name of uh, combating global warming and in the name of making sure that everybody is in a high-rise apartment and and does not have the most loathsome thing in the world, a car, which is, uh, I want you to know, I tell everybody, my dream of, if I designed the Statue of Liberty, it would have a car on top. (laughs) I identify cars with liberty. Yes, me too, me too. Yeah, well, that's yeah. very uh, un-Dutch of you, uh, uh, obviously. <laughs> I'm, I feel ashamed, yes. But yeah, uh, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I saw plans for these for these new neighborhoods, uh, these new, uh, the new housing, and, and they must be uh, built without garages. Oh, that's so, so important. It, that's right, of course. Impossible. So it's you imp- can't have a impossible. car. Exactly. You can't have a car. Yeah. So it's not even a matter of will they have a way for you to uh, to refill your car with electricity. There won't be any well, place to keep the car, so you don't have to power you it. Can't. You, you can't. You can't. It. Yeah, exactly. No. It, it, it is because if, if everybody walks or bicycles or goes on public transport, their dream world is realized. I'm not sure why that is a dream world, but in, in any event... There's nothing I'd rather have than a Soviet-style high-rise apartment. That yeah. that yeah, yeah. is faceless, yeah. bland, yeah. non-individual. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so all right. So again, because time is, flies with you, so I want to get this clear for everyone to understand. So you just had elections about ten days ago in the Netherlands, yeah. and the opposition, the major opposition party, was is headed by Gert Wilders, correct? Yeah. Okay, correct. or as we say, Gert, but I'll say Gert for you, and because I like to do the, the real, yes, my, my joy. So yeah. 
Uh, how what, what was the A? What is the name of his party? B. How many seats did he go to? His party is called PVV, Partij voor de Vrijheid, Party for Freedom, the Freedom Party. They had 17 seats and they went to 37 seats, uh, with which they are the main party. They have most seats of any other party. They're there. That's a, the, that's amazing. The, that's amazing. So they gained they gained 20 seats. Well, they doubled. More oh, more than doubled. Right. More than doubled. Yes. Yes. Wait, I'm and curious. So tell I know you'll tell me the truth. Did you expect this? Yes. Yes, I did. Wow. I did, I did expect this because uh um Apart from media, apart from the pundits, apart from the the official commentariat, um, there is something brewing. And it's the same thing is happening in Germany and France and the UK and Sweden and Italy. It's all over. And Argentina. And Argentina. That is, of course, the awareness the sensation that our representatives, the political elites, are not representing us voters anymore. They have agendas we don't share, that they try to, 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 to force upon us, whether it's about migration, whether it's support about energy, climate, cars, you name it. And uh, and people are fed up. They have enough of it. And if you are not dealing with regular folks, I must, of course, all the time also think back of uh, Hillary Clinton and and her remarks about mm-hmm. Middle America mm-hmm. uh, and and the people she she despises. We have the same here, and they go on and on, and we're not aware that they are creating a force that's, for them, unstoppable, and that they hate, they cannot control it. Main thing was immigration. That was the main topic. It was not agriculture anymore. It was immigration. That was the main thing. Was climate high on the thing? No. It was, I think, on the list of 10 pressing issues during the election. I think it was number 10. While this is the main tool for our for our elites. That's what they try to, how to try to, to, to manipulate, uh, remodel our societies. It's all about carbon. That's the main thing, they say, because otherwise we all drown in Holland or we put <laughs> the earth on fire. That's the main thing. And they're doing it now. 100,000 people flew to Dubai at the moment. It's fun there. They're sitting in these awful tents in this desert, of course. They eat carrots. 100,000 people are at the climate conference at the moment in Dubai. It was not an issue for our voters here in Holland. Their main thing was immigration, illegal immigration. It must be sound very strange to mm-hmm. your ears, Correct. being an American. Immigration, right. oh, how, how do you, how do you, how do you protect your borders? You. It's a thing here. Um, inflation, of course. And then a new thing became important. 
after October 7th, anti-Israel, more or less anti-Semitic demonstrations. And you know what? And that's what I said also to my American friends. I said, wait for the elections, wait for the elections. We have to know if the majority of our population, the Dutch, who have not been heroes all the time, and they are silent. Of course they are silent. They don't go into the streets. How, they, how do they vote? Because they will vote also because of these awful sights of all of thousands of people in our streets shouting for the demise of Israel from the river to the sea. And in all analyzes after the elections, most commentators, and I and me too, I, we agree, these demonstrations, the October thing in Israel, played a huge Oh, good. All right. World. We're going to talk about that when we come back. I, I, I can't wait till we come back. Leon DeVinter, one of Holland's leading writers and thinkers, indeed one of the best thinkers we have today anywhere. And Leon is recuperating from being hit by a guy on a scooter. And looking, you're looking great, by the way, I got to tell you. Although, you know, I, I'm very ambivalent about telling anyone they look great because of a joke you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate because you have a dark sense of humor. There are three ages in the human being. Youth, middle-aged, and you're looking great. <laughs> wow! I, I knew that's you. a really great <laughs> joke, and it's so true. It's awfully yeah, disgustingly yeah. true. Yeah, that's why I, when I'm told I look great, I go, "Oh no!" And if I tell somebody <laughs> they look great, I'm thinking, "Am I insulting them?" <laughs> <laughs> it, it's ruined it for me. That joke is, it's now ruined for you. <laughs> Permanent. No, I'm going to use it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Don't tell your wife she looks great. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Okay, no, never, fine. Never. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. So back to uh, the Netherlands. And th this is now, I don't even, I don't know the answer to any of these questions. I mean, I knew about Gerd Wilders winning and so on. But I did not know what role October 7th in Israel played in your election. So go ahead. Huge thing. A huge thing. And that, that it was an important moment. I was living towards the, that, that moment because Wilders is a huge supporter of Israel. He went there as a young man. Uh, I think he worked in the kibbutz for two years. He traveled around is back to Israel at least once a year. Wow. So, uh, which is a uh, very rare, he's a rare phenomenon in that regard. It, we, we, it's, 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 it's hard to find a similar guy in Europe with this kind of connection to Israel. Wow. At the same time, of course, and that's, that has darkened his reputation for many people, is his very clear um, uh, stance against Islamism. And uh, he has all kinds of things, ideas. It was in his party program about uh, we have to uh, close down many mosques. Uh, we have maybe we should 
forbid, uh, cancel uh, the publication, the, the sale of the Quran, stuff like that. He went way too far with that. But um, to a certain degree, it had some entertainment value, although it was also quite, quite offending. You have to stop somewhere. He changed his tune. Already a couple of weeks before the election, he said, listen, I'm not crazy. I now have to stick to the Constitution. I will not tr transpass that. It's important. Uh, we think we're ready to form, to create a government. And October 7th happened. And that changed a lot in this country. And I think is his gain of, of 20 seats cannot be explained when you don't look at 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 the, the the disgust of many Dutchmen who saw people in the streets, often children of migrants, Muslim kids, waving Hamas flags, shouting the most disgusting things, and for after, for for once the Dutch made it clear. They are not accepting this. They don't want to live with this. We don't go as far as the Germans. The Germans are forbidding even the, sl the slogan from the river to the sea. You will be arrested if you shout it in the streets of Berlin. Can you imagine that the Germans are doing this? Mm -hmm. They close down uh, mosques that are supporting Hamas. That's what the Germans are doing. They go a step further. They really bring the whole, the whole Israel thing really to the, to, to the limit because they say, we have a special responsibility. And the German prime minister says, the, 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 exist, the, the German existence is completely interwoven with the existence of Israel. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. I read, I read the speech. A German guy, yeah. a German, he did it. The president. A German politician yeah. saying a thing like this. In our country, that, that role was Wilders. So suddenly that became a huge thing, together with migration, inflation, rising cost, of course. All right, we'll continue in uh, a moment. I, I, this yeah. is riveting and important. Thank you. Leon de Winter, look him up because he, his books are translated into English as well. Stay by my side you, you kept on the lights in you. Leon de Winter, one of the leading writers in Europe, and of course in the Netherlands, describing what happened. So it's, a, it's sort of a, 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 an earthquake in the Netherlands with Gert de Wilders, who was, uh, hasn't he been to a PragerU? Uh, where, where did I, where was I with him? Wasn't a PragerU event? So, okay. But, uh, I was with him uh, here in the United States. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, the, the the left here, all the elite hate him as much as the elite in Europe uh, hate him. Like they hate Trump and they hate Netanyahu and they hate the new uh, the new elected leader of Argentina and they hate Orban. If, if, if you're anti-left, you're hated. It, it's just... It, even if you're if you're not left, you're hated. It doesn't. Ha you don't even mm -hmm. have to be anti-left. Okay, mm -hmm. and he's very pro-Israel. So you're telling me this is fascinating. What what date were the elections in the Netherlands? The date? Yeah. 
It was 22nd of November. Oh, okay. So it was six weeks after the the atrocities in Israel. Okay. Yes. But it while was an, the it, media yeah. were was changing its tune, of course, the first days, like in the U.S., of course, in shock about what happened, right? And then suddenly it was well, maybe maybe the reaction of Israel is worse than what happened on October seventh. You know, this this exactly the same thing happened in Holland. All the main TV stations, all the main newspapers, apart from one, my own newspaper, and is yours uh, at Parul? No, the Telegraph. Oh, okay. The Telegraph. Okay. The Telegraph. Yeah. The Telegraph. The the the, the main news, the main, the number one newspaper. Um, and wait, forgive me. The number one yes. newspaper in in Holland it, is pro-Israel. Is is pro-Israel? Yes. You're kidding me. Very. Outspoken, oh, very outspoken, very clear. I'm moving yeah. to Holland. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, you're you're welcome. Thank but you. don't be, don't get hit by a mill, right? A windmill, but be careful. No, no, it's a very, and I'm, I'm too tall. It's a problem. You're right. <laughs> it's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and a lo- the majority of the population, they, it, 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 it doesn't care about the media. You just you just pointed at at uh, the New York Times and, and the L.A. Times. Most people don't care. They don't see the newspapers. They have their own opinion. They they get their information through other channels. The same in Holland. Whatever the media did, whatever our main politicians said, although most were very careful, very careful about about October seventh. But the pe- the people the people voted, and now the all the left leftist parties t- put together, it has never been this low in history in the Netherlands. They only have forty nine out of hundred and fifty seats. Only one third is is uh, of the seats in Parliament is taken by leftists parliamentarians the rest is center and right of center or a bit more to the right like the wilders party uh, that's an earthquake that never happened and absolutely what people saw in the street the children of muslim migrants shouting for hamas and kill the jews that's what the majority of this population that's a sign of decency it was uh, it, it was a vote. It was a civilized vote. That's not what migration was meant for. And many people suddenly realized that with with the 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 the, the, the immigration of people from North, North Africa and the Middle East, we also brought into our country the issues of North Africa and the Middle East. We brought in their sense of religiosity, their sense of of how to how to deal with their answers to the questions of life and death and they didn't give it up they did not assimilate a large a large part of there were there were of course assimilation they were also nazi migrants that you had in the us of well-educated people from the middle east and the north africa no we got the poor people from Anatolia in eastern Turkey. We got the people from the Rif Mountains in Morocco. And both groups, also in Morocco and also Turkey, are being regard, regarded as, as backwards, are as 
uneducated peasants. They came to our areas and and they failed to a large degree of assimilating and 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 bring their children up to date with our customs with our our conviction that you have to separate state and church that you have to go to school finish your school um and we saw their children walking in the streets shouting the most awful things and again the dutch voted against it it played an immense role wow we'll see if that uh, plays out in the united states because the, the they're threatening virtually every arab american group is threatening that they'll defect from the democratic party if biden does not demand a ceasefire so mm-hmm. it, it will be interesting to see how it plays out. Well, some of us warned Europe and the United States about the immigration. People may come with no clothing, no luggage, no money, but they come with their values. Mm-hmm. They don't leave those at home. Mm-hmm. And one of those values was lo- loathing Western civilization and loathing Jews. Yeah. Two of those values. They usually go together, yes. I, I might add. Yeah. Yes. All right, we're going to come back for one more segment, unfortunately. I, I could I feel like I'm with you, which is a joy. Leon de Winter, D-E, next word, winter, as in the season. Mm-hmm. Look him up on Amazon, because some of his books are translated into English. And they're, uh, they're major works in Europe. We'll be back in a moment. I'm Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the daily Dennis Prager podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 